The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg, and on a cold and rainy, blustery night, the Oakland Raiders on primetime beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I just can't believe it. Well, Raider Nation, before I get into this show, I got to say this. You know, life happens between podcasts, and yes, this year has been a tough year for our show. It's been tough for me to find a place in the last month to do this show. And along with some other personal issues, I just uh, don't want to go into right now, but give me a break, please. I'm doing the best I can. I finally just now set up a new studio, so things should go much smoother. And not that I had to say anything, but I did. On today's show, we will have the postgame for the Kansas City Chiefs. Epic win in every way. You know what? I'm smiling. I'd be smiling for a long time. No one be repeat the queefs. And the pregame for the silence of the lambs. Yes, we hope to go there and silence the lambs. It's going to be a tough game, but perhaps not. Stranger things have happened. That and the bone line on our show. Incredible show. I can't tell you how how bad I wanted to do it. So I'm getting to it. So let's roll out. Raiders kicked the crap out of the Kansas City Chiefs at home in the rain. I love it. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws to the end zone, wide open. James Jones, touchdown. Raiders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a dream just to jump on the same call with you there. Stereo. It's tape delayed. Uh, that was Pop's call last night, the 24-20 win by the Oakland Raiders over the Kansas City Chiefs. Welcome back to the wheelhouse. Brody Brazil here in for John Lund alongside Greg Papa. And it's time for a guest, a good one at that. It's Trent Dilfer. And Trent, I've always had this uh, question. Is it it's Aptos? Or I, I think it's Aptos High School, right? Aptos. Toss. See? Some people say it wrong, and I just I feel like I always want to correct them, but then I'm not sure if I'm right. Aptos. Aptos sweep. That was the play they always ran there, right, Trent? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I appreciate you guys caring enough. That. Uh, congratulations to your Fresno State Bulldog last night. Nice game and a game winner for Derek Carr, Trent. He was really, really good. He was, he, he was good to very good NFL caliber starting quarterback last night. I'll tell you, one thing that 
and I think Phil Sims is great, but I think one thing he didn't talk enough about was throwing the ball, the wet ball, because it was pouring at times, early in the game and late in the game. And it showed why it matters to be a natural spinner of the ball like Derek is, because he really was able to control the ball uh, on some challenging throws um, in those conditions. And you saw, um, contrary to that, Alex Smith has always struggled throwing a wet ball. Uh, and he really struggled. Look, when he struggled, early in the game when it was raining and late in the game when it was raining again. In the middle of the game when it wasn't raining very hard, Alex threw the ball great. So uh, Derek did a great job controlling yeah. the environment, highly competitive, threw the ball in the middle of the football field finally uh, at an efficient level, uh, and it made those high arm talent throws to the boundary uh, with a wet ball. That was really good. Yeah, going back to when Alex was a 49, I remember the rap on him was the small hands. Is, is that why it's hard for him to grip that wet football because his hands are a little smaller? You know, we, we've actually done this research at the grassroots level uh, with all the stuff I do with Nike Grassroots, and, and the size of the hand doesn't necessarily affect um, the wet ball. It's more the efficiency of the stroke. Uh, Alex has more of, he uses more arm in his stroke, and there's other guys like that where Derek is very uh, core and wrist-oriented. The ball is on a very short arc in Derek's motion. Um, so the more efficient your stroke is, the better you're going to be able to control it uh, in bad conditions. So uh, it's really that simple. Um, but there are guys who, uh, Tom Brady has one of the shortest arcs in all of um, football, and he throws the ball great in bad conditions, and he has small hands. Um, so it has far more to do with the efficiency of a guy's upper body mechanics than it does the size of his hands. Trent Dilfer, our guest here on The Wheelhouse, current ESPN analyst, of course, as well, former NFL quarterback. You can find him on Twitter, at TD ESPN for TD Trent Dilfer, also maybe for touchdowns. Uh, Trent, speaking of touchdowns. No, I know, I always say it should be INT. <laughs> so you've heard that before, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. No, I, made that. I, I joke about myself before others <laughs> chime in. You're a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. There you go. We hey, know how good you were. Trent, for Derek Carr to have the composure, I think, late in that game in a situation where the Chiefs came back. You know, the Raiders don't find themselves in these late-game situations where composure is of the premium. Uh, what did you just see from him in, in just the latter half of the game? Obviously, you have a 14-3 nothing, or a 14-3 lead at halftime, but to really win this game in the second half and late on drives when he hit James Jones, what did you see from him composure-wise? I was really impressed to the point where I was, you know, throughout the game, I was kind of working on my laptop and I was studying some Saints, uh, Ravens stuff from Monday Night Football and, um, you know, mainly through the Raiders. I was paying close attention on the Raiders' offensive series more so than their defensive series. And um, I got to the point late in the game where I just put all my work away and I was glued to the television because I wanted to see now when the Chiefs took the lead again, you know, how they'd respond. I mean, those are the moments where you really define quarterbacks. Uh, critical moments of games, third down, red zone, end of half, end of game. And, uh, I mean, he rose up big time, not just with throwing the ball. I, I tell you, the signature play for me was, um, and it was great by CBS because they let the sound go full during the play, uh, the pre-snap, but it was the pass interference to the right. He went to throw, the, he threw one of those stop routes to the right, and 38 had the pass interference that extended the drive. You know what I'm talking about? Ron Parker, yep, know it well, yeah. Yep, okay, so... Right before that play, Derek made a protection adjustment. And you could hear him go, quick line, quick line, which is their way of probably sending the protection to a quick pass left. 
then he caught himself. The look changed a little bit. And he goes, check, 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 check. And he checked into something else. I couldn't hear what the other protection check was. Uh, those of you who DVR the game can go back and listen to it. Hey, hard line. No, 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 no. Man sword. Man sword. Sword. Man sword. Third and nine for Oakland. Looks like a blitz. 180. Watch up. Here it comes. Targets rid of it. There is a flag on the Kansas City defense. Holmes, the Oakland receiver, called on Parker. He knows the football has to come out quick. It's an all-out blitz. Has his hand on the receiver. What that told me was he had a clear mind. He had a calm mind. The moment wasn't big. He was totally embraced in that play, the same as he was embraced in the third play of the game. And he saw a look. He made a protection adjustment. It was the wrong protection adjustment because they shifted the defense. He made the correct one. And he was able to pick up an inside, I think it was an inside uh, linebacker blitz, enough to get the ball out to the right on the perimeter. And just showed me that 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 clear mind and, and that's what happens to guys and I lived it when you don't play well in big moments your mind gets caught up in stuff that isn't important you know we're down I got to make a play a play you know I got to put the Superman cape on the pressure. trying to do something more pressure yeah and he was just very calm in the moment and, and did everything you could possibly ask him to do what did you see on the on the touchdown pass to James Jones to give the Raiders the 24-20 lead? They had a, three receivers to his left. They had Jones in the slot inside, and Ron Parker was up against him. He noticed that they didn't have anybody in center field in the post, so he checked. If you saw it, he, he checked. He changed Jones's route to a double move, kind of a corner post. And what I loved about the play, he waited. One thing I have about... Car sometimes trend is he gets rid of the ball so fast he doesn't let the routes develop fully but in this situation he waited he went corner he went post he lost parker he's wide open simple throw touchdown raiders go ahead yeah i agree with you that he tends to get the ball up pretty quick not letting some of the, the receivers work the route out he did not he actually retreated pump fake reset his feet through the ball i didn't realize he audible that play pop that's cool that's a yeah go back and watch it again yeah he checked it yeah. yeah that stick nod so they're showing that three receiver kind of quick out nod move and the nod is the double move back to the post right and uh, it was a brilliant play call I, I thought Ole had called it but that Derek called that's even better and then that's a throw that you have to understand what's backside too and i thought one of the cool things about that is he pumps it he gets the play side safety um, to kind of over pursue it, he has an underneath. He has another defender underneath it, and the over yeah. the top defender. He gets both the bite on it, and then he realizes there's nothing backside coming right to left. Um, so he's able to hold on to it a little bit longer and throw a nice accurate ball there for the game winner. So just showed a lot of maturity, a lot of composure. I mean, we're gonna use all these words, but they're all true. Last night, and I was really proud of Phil. Um, Sims throughout the game, even when Derek's stats weren't great there in the middle of the game, making sure the audience knew that this kid was playing really good football, um, that this was good quarterbacking we're seeing in, in this game tonight or the game last night. And um, I'm just glad America got to see uh, Derek kind of shine his brightest uh, on what's been a really, really uh, challenging year. Yeah, big-time national stage with a Thursday night game. The Raiders beating the Chiefs last night 24-20. 
on an evening not so far forgotten. Trust me, it'll be a long time before I forget this game. The Oakland Raiders received the Kansas City Chiefs into their house with <laughs> throngs from the mainstream media, as we all expect. I, I must know. admit, I picked him to go on 16. <laughs> Willie McGinnis, the only <laughs> one. He picked him to win tonight. The yeah. only by three points, they won by four. They let me down. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look at the fortitude that they showed there in the second half. What, what, what impressed you the most about this Raiders team there? Well, I mean, they stayed together. They played good defense in the first half, and then in the second half they came out, didn't really do much defensively because they gave up 17 points. But this offense was probably the best defense because they held on to the ball. And the game-winning drive was 17 plays for 80 yards. So you saw uh, Marcel Reese come in, take over for Murray, running the football, and they showed a lot of balance. Nine passes to eight runs, going in, Getting those crucial first downs, one was a penalty. They did not turn the football over. Carr showed a lot of poise in the pocket, finding his open receivers, making good decisions, and it was just great play calling and execution on the part of the Raiders. And right here you see at the last play of the game, the jerk route, a big play by James Jones. making. I mean, I'm just saying a lot about this young kid. We've been talking about him, but to do it in crunch time, game-winning drive, you, win, you score right here, good chances you're going to win the game. It's funny, when you're going to look back at the numbers, you say, ah, those are average numbers, but considering the condition and yes. the moxie that yeah. he showed. It changes the game. Well, yeah. The condition changes the, the game. The things that stand out, they started fast and yeah. they finished strong. If there's two things that you preach this time of year, it is those two things. So defensively and offensively, they did what they were preached to do all yeah. weekend, performed well down the stretch. Yeah, yep. you can't look at stats. You have to look at the actual yeah. drives the and how they went down. The most important stat is what, Amber? The mm-hmm. win. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the W. <laughs> And just listen to Eisen, man. He, <laughs> I can't stand this guy. So how do you how do you spin this thing for an zero and ten versus maybe the hottest team in football? Well, you don't. I mean, there's no way to spin it. Uh, it's it's dreadful what's happening here, and the weather matches it. Unfortunately, that's the optic for tonight. Yeah. And the one team that actually sits there and lurks as a threat to New England's tra- chance to have home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs is Kansas City. Yeah. And if Kansas City wins tonight. They will have as many wins as New England. Uh, they have they have a real good chance, not even uh, not a dumb and dumber chance, like a real chance of being the number one seed in the in the AFC. And it starts tonight. They've got to win a game tonight, and in the conditions like this on a short week on the road, and and uh, I think they will. Well, I mean, last time we were here, Peyton Manning yeah, destroyed I him. I remember. And the time way. before that, I think uh, the Chiefs destroyed him. I mean, the Raiders have not had very good uh, Thursday night games. They just haven't. I think they won one, though. That's not true. They won one in San Diego, which led, which led to which led to Norv Turner's demise. That's right. There. Yeah. And Carson visited Denarius us. Moore at a huge and that day, was huh? two weeks after. That was two weeks after he was on the couch. I mean, he was. They took him off the couch. Right. He retired. Yep. Yeah. And and they and they put him out there. And that that was a good night for the Raiders on, on a short week. Um, but we're just you know. Uh, it's it's easy to obviously poke fun and make fun. I, I hope uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Mac play. You know, just reading up on 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 this game, just seeing Mike Pettin's comments from uh, the game that the Raiders played against the Browns called Mac unblockable at the point of attack. And I'm eager to see what he looks like in the flesh. I've heard nothing but raves about how good he is and how good he can become. Yes. I'm going like to go have a Pacific. hot pocket with Mooch. Right. Yes. Hey, thanks. Take care, man. Appreciate it. Great to see you. Take it easy. Yeah. Thanks for coming right. over Richard in the rain. Now, could counter that with this. Jim Mance, a renowned, respected sports writer of CBS uh, fame, really 
listen to him because he really has it down. Uh, he knows what it's all about, and he's going to put it down right. So listen to what he has to say in contrast. You're already in the booth. <laughs> Kickoff isn't for I'm like five hours. I'm in the booth, man. I can't wait to get to these games. I'm serious. I'm, I'm, I'm always setting records for being the first to arrive to a broadcast booth. I can't stand to sit in a hotel room yeah. and wait. I like to get here and start to feel it, watch the stadium come to life. You know, right now I've got a few members of, uh, of the team up here uh, getting set up, but I'm looking down on the field. There are four, four guys on the, on the field right now with squeegees. <laughs> and, and 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 pushing the water off the tarp into the corners. The corners are almost flooded right now at the moment. Oh, uh, but we're going to have a football game tonight that I can't wait to see break out in front of me here. All right, so how, how do you think the rain will impact uh, the playing of the game? The Chiefs are a very good running team. The Raiders, as you know, are the worst running attack since 1946. If it's a real serious mutter tonight, Jim, how does that impact the game, do you think? I don't think it hurts the Raiders. I'm going to put it from from that perspective. I really don't. Like you say, though, this doesn't really change. It's not an altering uh, game plan weather kind of a night here because of this rain for Kansas City. They're going to do what they do. On the Oakland side, I'm anxious to see, I think in that little sneak preview last Sunday, of Latavius Murray. I think we're going to get a little closer inspection tonight at the of the running back out of Central Florida, and I, you know, I think he might, you know, he showed something against the Chargers. I think he might show a little bit here tonight, even on a wet field. Uh, Jim Nance is good enough to join us here in the wheelhouse. John Lund, Greg Papa, we're live from Raiderville. Uh, Jim is nice and cozy inside the uh, booth as he's getting ready to call the game tonight uh, with Phil Sims. Let me, let me just do an overview of the Raiders. A few years ago, this was a team that was 8-8. Uh, eight and eight. They were they were close to making the playoffs. The Broncos were struggling with Tim Tebow. The Chiefs had the number one overall pick in the draft. San Diego was struggling a little bit. And all of a sudden, all these teams made the playoffs last year. And the Raiders are sitting now at 0-10. Uh, just in general, what do you think over the last few years has happened, uh, in the last number of years, has happened to the organization? You know, you keep hearing the same story about chemistry and consistency. There's a lot to be said when it comes to that. How many coaches has this organization gone through? How many quarterbacks has this team gone through since Rich Gannon left, for example? I will say this, and I'm not trying to sell anybody anything. I'm not trying to create ratings or synthetic drama for tonight's game. The real deal is here, the Raiders have, for the first time in a while, they have some really good things they can build upon. So, uh, you know, the record doesn't reflect it right now. You're not going to walk away feeling great about this season, no matter what happens the last six games, uh, based on record, that is. But I think if you're a Raider fan, you're going to say, hey, at least we got a player on each side of the ball that we can build around. Carr and Mack should be here for a long time. They are legit, and they can play in this league. And uh, I, I'm, I, for one, I'm excited about that. You know, I... I'm doing the Thursday night games. I'm doing the Sunday games. I live right down the road about 100 miles from this stadium. Yep. It would be really great for me. <laughs> if I could get on my own agenda here for a moment. It would be really great if the Raiders were good. I would love to have two or three Raider home games a year on our CBS doubleheader games. And I could have that nice, comfortable little drive <laughs> of 101 yep. and come uh, pull up the car, get out, you know, call the game, go back home, sleep in my own bed, 
I would like to see the Raiders turn it around. And, you know, all of that, you know, tossed to the side here for a moment, I really do think the Raiders have the makings of something to build around in the future. Yeah, we, we've seen you on the road a couple of times. In fact, we saw you in Green Bay this year, I think, for the third preseason game. When was the last time you were here in Oakland to do a Raider game, Jim? It's been a while, but through the years, I've been in this booth many a time. Uh, but I, you know, when I left the NFL Today Studios 11 years ago to come out and do the games, yeah. I really thought the Raiders would be a regular part of our of our number one package. And it's just, you know, I've, I've just caught a really, really dreadful stretch here for this proud franchise's history. This has been, you know, a gloomy, a gloomy stretch here for better part of a decade, more than a decade. Uh, and, but I do think for the first time, we're going to have a, something on the air tonight. And you guys know all the guys that have started at quarterback since, since Rich Gannon was here. But there's going to be kind of a neat little uh, production element to it. I saw it this morning in our production meeting, which we held over a hotel in San Francisco. Um, that really puts it in perspective. You know, just a, a quick glimpse at the, like the trading cards of all the guys who have started at quarterback. And you uh, think about how many times it was like, T. Martin. This guy. <laughs> you know? See yeah. if this is the guy that's going to turn our fortunes around. Yeah. And, you know, whether it was a Charlie Fry or a Andrew Walter or, you know, Jamarcus Russell, whoever you'll see, you know, going through as we flip through these cards, I really do think they've got a guy here they can build around that's, that's really the, is, is the future for the franchise. Hey, Jim, always great to talk to you. Thanks for taking the time. Have a great call tonight with uh, Phil, and we'll do it again real soon. Thanks. I know you're up against the window, but am I – can I just ask you guys? I mean, I think this is going to be a good game here. Tonight. I think it's going to be tight. Uh, am I on to something here? Well, I think the odds of the Raiders blowing them out is probably slim, Jim. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm looking at maybe, Ka- maybe Kansas City hanging in and maybe the Raiders sneaking out at the end. That's what I'm looking for, right? I think it's going to be a good one. I hope I'll see you guys up here in the booth. Yeah, I'll Absolutely. see you in a little while. Yeah, Tell we'll Tom Spencer there. I say hi. I'll be up there in a little bit. Yeah, always, Tommy's uh, your, your biggest fan. Take care, Jimmy. Good stuff. There you go. There's the great Jim Nance tonight. Again, it's on CBS and NFL Network. Phil Sims will jump in with Jim. It's amazing because 71% of people – actually texting in to this Thursday night football game, predicted the Oakland Raiders would win. I'm sure most of them were Raider fans because I'm sure uh, that's what I was hoping. It was a cold and rainy, blustery night, unlike any we've seen in a long time. The Coliseum has been uh, epically nice for weather and epically bad for winning. It was a beautiful evening, not to say it was beautiful, but... In all stretches of the word, and I mean a stretch, it was cold, it was rainy, but man, the Raider Nation showed up incredibly. The fans were drenched, but it did not dull their senses, nor their anticipation for the Chiefs game and their adulation during the rout of the oh, 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 when they said oh, oh, after the run by Latavius Murray. 90 yards for a touchdown. The entire team gets credit for a win. Coach Sperano gets credit for coaching a losing team to such an epic effort. I have to say that for sure. It is amazing how everyone played. Woodson, 17-year vet. Listen to what he has to say. A huge load off our shoulders, you know. Um, You know, to come into this game 0-10, you know, not having won a game. You know, that's that's pressure. You know, the pressure starts to mount, you know, to get that first win. And we came out, you know, fired up, uh, 
came out ready to play. And man, you know, we we got up on them early and they fought back. And, and for, you know, us to end the game and finally, you know, find a way to come up with a win. Our offense driving down there and getting that score, man, that was that was unbelievable. After this game, you know, people were either going to laugh at us or they were going to respect us. You know, I think that's the way, you know, guys kind of approach this game. You know, this was this was our our only prime time game of the season, this Thursday night game. And, you know, people know what our, our record was coming in. So everybody was going to get a chance to look at us tonight. And everybody was going to be able to, you know, really form an opinion about us after this game. And what we did today is went out there and we fought, you know, for a full 60 minutes and came up with a big win. And, you know, you you wish you could have done it earlier, you know, and got got that first win earlier and, and your record been a lot different. But you know what? It don't matter. We got the first one. It feels good, and, and now we'll move on from here. This, this locker room, there's no excuse, really. You know what I mean? Not not to not to get the next one. So we got to continue to, you know, you know, not rest on this game, you know, because we've got a lot of things we still got to fix. You know, we, we were up on that team. We had them down. We let them back in the game. So there, there's there's a lot of corrections, um, you know, from, from our team standpoint. But, boy. This feels good. And obviously, it's it's one win, but all the years you've been in the NFL, how, how how special would you rank this type of win, just given what this team has been through? Well, you know what, ma'am? I'll tell you. I put it like this: losing, losing hurts. Losing is 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 like the worst thing in the world. But the, the, the feeling you get from losing doesn't compare to the feeling you get from winning. So, man, I'm happy as hell. I, I you know I don't know how to how how, how better to say it. How much did the defense feed off of the offense going up early? Uh, it was great. It was great, you know, for you know, for, for us to go out. That's what I'm talking about. You know, for us to go out there, um, start it off, then those guys will come back, come in the game, put points on the board. I mean that's that's your team working together. You know, that's uh you know, offense and defense and, and uh you know, your special teams and, and, and things working together. And when you can do that and uh, you can put yourself ahead early. You know you have a chance, and we did. We we got ahead early, and like I said, we you know I feel like we let them fight their way back in the game. You know, give them credit for that for for continuing their game plan. But if you look at the end of the game, offense and defense put it back together again. And then our offense went out there and drove that ball you know down the field. You know, late in the game, man, and got that touchdown. And I'm telling you, man, that was big time. Counter handoff to Murray, coming back right, big hole, 15, 20, may go 30, 40, midfield, 40 of the Chiefs, they're not going to catch him, 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Raiders! Oh, Latavius Murray, is that 90 yards, Pop? 90 yards, bro, day. Is that the longest NFL play from the line of scrimmage? This, this year, season, I'm, I'm told yes, it was. It is longest run. That's pretty impressive. Not the longest run in Raider history, though. What was Terrell that? Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor. Last year, remember first play of the game against the Steelers. Ninety-five. Ninety-three yards. Three. Mm. Yeah. That's what was longer, his run or my touchdown Raiders pillow? Held <laughs> again on me last night. Like, were you just pent up? Did you really yes. let it out last night? Yes. Was there emotion with the call? Y- yes. <laughs> And the way he pulled away from Eric Berry was really impressive. Yeah. Eric Berry was losing yard when he hit the twenty yard line, the Raider twenty. He was gone. That's how quickly you just saw him break through, and he was gone. He had that kind of speed, like James Jet speed. Very impressive.
I think we should uh, use Murray, Latavius Murray, and Reese instead of uh, MJD and DMC. I think those guys are past their prime. Bill Romanowski here on 95.7 The Game. Bill, Latavius Murray, uh, why do you think we have not seen him? Because he, big, fast, you're like, this guy, I wish he would have been running all year long. Yeah. You know what, guys? I actually saw him in, in uh, minicamp. I was like, that's the starting running back this year. Then I got to training camp and I watched a couple practices. I was like, hands down. It confirmed what I saw in minicamp. So this is a situation where I'm like, did he just not, is he, he may be one of those guys that is not a phenomenal practice player during the season. So you can't quite see the explosion he had, the speed, his cutting ability. But with that being said, that may, that pick right there, what he did last night, may be enough to solidify Reggie McKenzie uh, keeping his job. Greg Papa knew it wouldn't happen. He said it wouldn't happen. He said the Raiders would not go 0-16. Tom Flores, however, had a different take and was stressed out until the last tip of the, tick of the clock. You were the first Raider quarterback under center in 1960 when the franchise was born. They carried you off the field twice as a Super Bowl champion. You've had so many great moments, but I, when that last pass that Alex Smith threw hit the ground last night and you knew they were going to win, I shot a glance at you, and it just, just seemed like you were so relieved that this franchise was not going to have to endure an 0 for season, Tom. So just what did last night mean for the history of the franchise? And, and to do it on the night that Ray Guy came back, and all those guys were on the field with their gold Hall of Fame jackets last night. Well, it was just a, it, it was a, it was a warm one of those warm fuzzy feeling nights, really, when you when you see all your uh, all your former uh, teammates or players that you coached uh, on the field. You played with you know, some of them I played with. Jim Otto and I took first snap in the history of, the, of this franchise, and, and to endure what we went through in the early years, and then to come along and win for so many years, and then to go through this drought. Uh, it was just a great feeling because it's, uh, you know, the silver and black is a great legacy, and you saw that legacy on the field with all those Hall of Famers. It's just a wonderful feeling, and uh, it made me feel good because nobody wants to be old forever. I mean, the list goes on about great players. DJ Hayden playing well. Yes. For a long time, the critics were all over that pick. What were the Raiders thinking when they selected him? This guy is a bust or a potential bust. Well, I'll tell you what, he hasn't looked like a bust lately, right? He looked no. pretty good tonight. Even. No, he, he's turning into potentially a shutdown corner. And it's only going to happen. He needs a lot more reps to get there. But I tell you what, he's showing signs that he can run with any receiver in the National Football League. He's got really good feet. Now that technique has got to really catch up with his athletic ability. Now that he's healthy and he just has to keep training, keep working, keep getting better at his job. Low, one of the most surprising stats for this game the Chiefs were 2 for 14 on third down conversion. Were the Raiders' defense that good tonight? 
You got to see it firsthand. Look at here. Who's that, though? Ageless wonder. Woodson coming up in the back foot, coming from a safety position, beating the tackle, getting out there. That's a big-time play right there. You can see him more. And Mack being able to pressure in the middle. What happens? Boom. Incomplete pass to Charles. These are big-time plays. Look at this. Look at right here. Boom. Look at this tackle. That's what you call Hayden right there, DJ Hayden, making the tackle at that spot. Could have had a chance for opportunity for run. No, the closing speed for Hayden, tackling right there, that's a punt. So when you look at this defense, what they did up front, right here, little tip ball. They're all over the field. They're doing things. Guys getting their hands up, cutting into zones, running out there. Tucker, Jason Tuck saying, you know what, let me get in this game because I see the way these young players are playing. What does Mac do? Mac right there, forcing, forcing the quarterback to throw the ball away. He's all over the quarterback. This is a big-time play. Now, you know this guy. He can always run. Watson says, you're going to fill that one tomorrow. That's big-time plays saw, by this defense. four guys come in and go, bam! <laughs> you know what it was? You know, what stands out to me is the tackles for losses. How many? C.O. Moore, between C.O. Moore, Charles Woodson, and Miles Burris, six tackles for losses. Awesome. That's what I love to see. Raiders playing their best game of the season without a doubt. Once again, they get that victory over the KC Chiefs. Nothing like beating an old rival. 24 to 20 is your final. To see a win is something I can't even believe brings. It, it brings an energy to the nation that's just, it just, I don't even know how to describe it. You know, people are saying, shut up, it's not the Super Bowl. Horse shit. You know what? I don't see any fans holding up like the Raider Nation. I've seen Chiefs in the shitter, and their fans don't show up, brother, let me tell you. I've seen a lot of other teams where their fans drizzle away to empty seats, trust me. But the Oakland Raider, the Oakland Raider Nation comes huge on every game, every away game. I was in San Diego. Let me just say this. On a passing note, San Diego game was fabulous. The Raider Biatch, what a hostess. And her husband, Steve, you know, he loves the Raiders in a kind of a weird kind of way. <laughs> and, he, well, it's hard to explain. But San Diego game was epic. And what I want to say about that was the Raider fans showed up there huge. Blacked out the house, even though we didn't win. The thing I'm saying here is the fans always show, the fans have always supported this team, and this game was their game. This game, deserve, the fans deserve this game every bit as much, if not more so, than the players. Derek Carr, Charles Woodson, epic effort, my gosh, Mac. The list, it goes on. Menlik Watson, C.O. Moore, Carr, Murray, everybody, Marcel Reese. I mean, you can't go anywhere without seeing a player that was on that roster that didn't do something fantastic that night. Ross, a lot of unnamed guys, Jelly. I mean, the offensive line was on fire, and they were blowing people up off the ball. The Chiefs were stuck. Their almighty defense was pummeled by the Oakland Raiders. Just a fantastic win. I can't even say enough about it. After 16 straight games of losing, to win is such a sweet experience. It was a sweet victory. Special teams better get their shit together, I'll say that. 
because they almost lost the game for us for sure. But all in all, a great win. So, so glad to finally get one. So glad to not have this cloud of 0-16 over our heads. It's time to move on, Raider Nation. Epic victory. Epic victory for the Raider Nation for showing up and showing those guys on Thursday Night Football in front of the nation what it's all fucking about, baby. Just fucking win. And that is all I have to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oak Do you know about my city? Oak The city of Oak. Oak Oh, don't you know? Oak Do you know about my city? Oak The city of Oak. And on a cold and blustery evening, the Hall of Famer, Ray Guy, gets delivered his Hall of Fame ring. I gotta tell you about it. With a list of many, including Madden, Long, Martin, the list is, is so long. The autumn wind is a pirate. The guy that should have got this ring over 30 years ago, Ray Guy, the only special teamer, the only kicker, the only one to ever make it into the Hall of Fame, and well-deserved, there's no doubt. Shameful that he didn't get in sooner, but the ceremony was sweet, and the rain didn't stop it. An awful, almost tearful story by, by John Madden to the crowd telling about Ray Guy and his his difference-making ability as a coach. How important special teams is and was after that for every other team except for the Raiders who set themselves up in a great position for many years. Three Super Bowls. Six Pro Bowls. An amazing, amazing accomplishment from this young man from the Deep South. Amazing situation. Uh, You know what? We have a lot of Hall of Famers, and we should be proud of them because they stretch throughout the NFL Hall of Fame. And there'll be more and more Oakland Raiders. I am positive with what I've seen so far this year. It was a great thing. Congratulations, Ray Guy. So deserved, so well-deserved. And the guy is just so freaking humble. It's hard not to just love him. He's a great individual, and and that they slide him for so long, so long is just some bad shit. That's for those young sports writers to know what the hell they're doing. Typical, and that is all I have to say about that. All right, time for the pregame for. Silence of the Lambs! The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Raider Nation! Let's go! Let's go! Raider Nation! Let's go! Let's go! Raider Nation! Are you ready for some football? You ain't ready for no football! The Raiders travel to St. Louis to silence the Lambs in their own house. Now, the Rams are no joke, man. They're they're playing good football. 
How can you not with a coach like Jeff Fisher, one who I thought and hoped would come to the Raiders? That guy would lead, lead instant cred, credit, street credit for sure, for the Raiders. Can't cry about it now, but, man, I had great thoughts of it at one time. Their quarterback, Sam Bradford, is out, and Austin Davis, the guy that took his place, is a better quarterback. So we have to watch out for him. They're, they're not explosive on the offense, but they're very, very nasty on the defense. The best front four in football. We've heard it before. So the, the real problem here, or not problem, but the challenge is to protect our young quarterback, which they've been doing pretty well. We must run the ball as well. I hope that Murphy is off the concussion list, but really I think he's probably still going to be on it, honestly. So we'll be looking at Reese, hopefully, and McFadden. Forget MJD, man. He is a, he is a pop piece of popcorn. It's over for him. He just doesn't have anything left. I don't mean maybe the effort, but I can tell you he just doesn't show it at all. <laughs> uh, Tavon Austin, of course, got to watch out for that. And, you know, the only thing that really is going to get these guys is the big play. They have a problem with the big play, and we don't. We can get a, get a couple big plays on these guys. We could actually win another game. You know, if our defense stays as tough as they are and our offense could start to click a little bit, who knows? The Rams have beat the Broncos, and they have also beaten the Seacocks. So, listen, man, they're no joke. But they're like any other football team. Look, we just beat the Chiefs, and they beat a bunch of people too. Oh, well, it doesn't matter what happens. It only matters what happens in the frickin' trenches. We shall see if this team is starting to develop into something that's good. I know we've seen a lot of it come close, and I don't want to see it come close again against the Lambs, but I'd, I'd like to see a victory. Yes, I would. Why do you say that? Because, you know, we're going to miss the first pick in the draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's this is, okay, I'm ranting. I'm going on a rant. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I'm going on a rant because that's a big controversy for me and everyone else. Perhaps we should lose the rest of the season. Perhaps that'd be the best thing. Bill, Townie's been talking a lot about this draft pick the Raiders are going to have, and now they're not assured to get the number one pick. Um, I'm trying to tell him that that I think there's more important things. Let me ask you a crazy question. As as a Raider fan, would you rather the team lose out from here on in to go one and fifteen, or win out and finish six and ten? Um, you know, it's a good question because you know, as you know, you can approach that, and I can approach it in many different ways. I can approach it as a fan and say, hey, I want the Raiders to win. It makes my Mondays better, but as far as this one, it makes my Friday better. So Raider Nation is happy today. I think the Raiders, uh, the building is happy. The organization, uh, Mark Davis, is happy. But there's probably a part of Reggie McKenzie that wants his team if he's going to be able to keep his job, that number one pick, what that represents is opportunity. It's opportunity to trade that pick away if it is the Oregon quarterback to someone who wants that pick badly, who's a better football team that may have a couple 
high round draft picks that they'll trade away for that first round. So it's opportunity. So I can address it in a lot of different ways. I, as a Raider fan, want to see more wins. Wins would help this team's confidence unbelievably. The problem with that is the draft, of course. Here's the other problem, and this is kind of everybody knows this. It's undertone. It's like way under. No one wants to talk about it is new coaching staff. We're going to have perhaps a new coach, perhaps a new playbook, perhaps a new defensive coordinator, perhaps a new general manager. Very unstable in the Raider Nation right now. Can't worry too much about it. But it does make these wins or possible wins a big question mark for me. So I hope they win. I love to see them win. It's good for the team, uh, bad for the draft. But, hey, listen, man, we're going to get a top pick anyway, really. Uh, If we get number one, that'd be great. But it's supposed to be a quarterback. I'm not going to worry about the draft. It will take care of itself. I do know this much, Reggie McKenzie. That there are some excellent free agents coming up on the frickin' market. You better whip that checkbook out of your ass pocket and start writing some numbers on it. And I mean quickly. Don't be the stale toast and wait till the last minute because that is nothing good for nobody. Yep, the Raiders have a real big job beating the Lambs. But it's possible. Anything is possible. I just hope they play well to their best in every game from now to the end of the season because you just need to see that out of our young team. We need to see who we're going to keep. And that is all I have to say about that. Bad to the bone. 1-800-620-7181. That's it. That's the number to know because you got to. Because it's the bone line. And for crying out loud, you got to have something to say after that freaking game. No doubt about it. Raider Nation, sound off here at the Raider Nation Podcast. This is the best part of the damn show. I love it. I love hearing from the nation. We all have a kind of a, a kind of a symbiotic relationship, whatever that means. But it's it's weird how everybody kind of is on the same page. I love it. Get on the bone line. Check out our website. Check us out on on YouTube. Uh, Randy's got some good videos up from San Diego, and we had a blast. Like I said. All right, let's see who's on the, on the bone line because it's popping up right now. It's jamming hard. All right, who's first? And our first caller is Raider Malik from Tucson, Arizona. A good dude, good caller, smart guy. Check out what he's got to say. Hello, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Malik from Tucson. Actually calling you from sunny San Diego. Been on vacation. Uh, I actually went to my very first game this fucking week. First game ever, seeing the Raiders live. Fucking incredible. The fans, man, just never had any idea how intense and how incredibly fun it was going to be. I mean, first of all, we got here to the stadium too late to get to the damn tailgate because my dumbass decided to get there uh, around 10 and what happened was I drove to the parking lot, taking to the parking lot for two hours because of so many fucking cars, shitty-ass fucking directions, all that crap. So I missed the tailgate. I missed the chance of 
meeting some of the the well-known Raider fans. And I, I do have regrets about that, but God damn, man, I had so much fun. I mean, the environment was incredible, super intense. Fans were great, and I, I will say this, man, I, I made some, I made some, some pretty cool Charger fans. They were pretty cool to me. They they, they enjoyed they enjoyed me and my wife. Uh, they were very very cordial. We actually hung out after the game for a little bit more tailgating before we took off. And I got to give props to that. They were they were really cool. Um, we we definitely were talking shit to each other. But we were respectful. We knew it was about the game, and I enjoyed that. So I, I just wanted to say I, I'm I'm so blessed to have been to this game. I mean, I understand he lost and all of that, but goddamn, I'm so proud to be a Raider, man. It was it was incredible. I mean, just just Raider Nation vibe and just the presence was. I mean, it, it's hard to even express. You know, you, you just gotta fucking be there. And seeing how that was my first game, that, that's to my never fucking forget, man. I just almost teared up, you know, I was walking out the stadium. It was, it was such a great moment for me. So happy. And uh, I just want to make sure I got that out. Now to the game. Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, the sad thing is the Charger fans saw the ineptitude of our offense. They kept asking, why are we calling these plays? Why are we, why are we running the ball up the middle? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? And I was like, fucking one word, Olsen. This motherfucker has to go, dude. I'm sorry. They had a chance to win this game. The defense kept us in the game. They just, when they had an opportunity, you know, they had opportunities to try to move the ball down the field, and they just they just go into this mode of being conservative, not going for cutthroat, and I'm tired of it, man. I just, God, we are winless. We gotta play like we like we have nothing to lose. We gotta put everything out there on the table, and they don't do that. If we're down twenty, oh yeah, all of a sudden the offense looks great because they decide to open it up. I don't understand why they don't do that shit from day one. I'll get props to the defense. They did make some plays. They kept us in the game. San Diego fans were shocked. I know that because they were pretty nervous, man. I mean, I was talking so much smack. Guys are giving me some dirty looks. I didn't give a shit. I was like, hey, we're in your house. You're at seven points. You're playing that sorry-ass San Diego Chargers disco theme song, thinking you're on top of the world. We're about to beat your ass. And we almost did. We should have. But, uh, damn, man. They just, oh, God. No running game whatsoever. You know, passing game left a lot to be desired. You know, just so many miscues that that could have been just taken advantage of. And things got to fucking change again. You know, we got to start over again, but it has to start with a new offensive coordinator. Olsen has to fucking go. Put it on the website, something. That motherfucker's done, dude. All right, done. Tarver, uh, maybe. You know, I'm kind of tired of him as well, but I can't say anything about the performance of the defense. They've they played well the last couple games. But Olsen, you, you got to go. And Ferrano, like I said, from the get-go, yeah, the motherfucker's a really good guy, but we've seen this before. Just look at Miami. They start out hot, and then they end up nowhere. We start out kind of hot. Well, I mean, you're not winning anything, but we have a new attitude. We're not going anywhere. Keep him around as offensive, offensive line coach, that's cool. But maybe head coach, you need to look on. I could be wrong. You know, that's, that's just my opinion. I get it. Uh, Chiefs coming up. I don't know what the hell's going to happen with that. 
but you know they're they're already talking about our sports center how we can go win us for the whole year what are our chances looking at the draft projects between you know Jameis Winston or some other linebacker I don't want Winston man I think we're fine with Carr we don't need another damn quarterback Winston's attitude kind of bugs me we don't need that that shit in Raider Nation right now I'm hoping they, they pull it out tonight pull out some miracle at home get inspired and uh get that win but yeah i just wanted to call in before the podcast came out hopefully i got in a time but uh yeah shout out to those charger fans that i met made friends with good guys your team sucks but props all right then Raider out from tucson out i can tell you i know the raider nation was there because i was there and it was epic it always is but you got to get up to a game in oakland man because that is the shit you know it is if you think that's good, get on up here to the Mecca and the Black Hole, man. You will have a crazy time. We had a whole new coaching staff coming in. I don't know who's staying, who's going. I doubt if anybody gets to stay. They usually clean house. So we'll see what happens, man. It's trippy time for the Raider Nation. Good win, though. Uh, but, yeah, you know what? <laughs> How many Charger fans were there for their winning team? Yeah. And our next caller is Caleb, the Raider optimist. That's very cool. Very optimistic after this game. What's going on, brother? Hello, Raider Nation. This is Caleb, the Raider optimist. Okay. It's Thursday night. It's KC versus the Raiders. All right. Hey, I'm excited about it, you know. At least we get a game in prime time. Uh, prime time, when there's only one game going on, is usually when the big-time players play at their best because they know it's the only game of the day or the evening, and everybody is watching. So uh, I'm hoping for a good showing from the Raiders, from the Raider offense, from the Raider defense, from them, period. It's the time to uh, really see the development of uh, our quarterback, uh, D.C., Derek Carr, our boy. You know what I'm saying? That guy is sweet. I want to see uh, you know, us compete. Uh, 0-10, hopefully we'll win a game this season. All right, Nation, don't worry about the season because, you know, it's it's the guy, it's playing to see who's going to be on the team next year. So let's play hard. Let's finish strong. Hey, finish strong. That's the key. We got to roll with what we got to roll with. Okay. Hey, this is Caleb, the Raider Optimist. And uh, it's Thursday night. And let's get a win. If not, let's get some competitiveness. If not, we're all in 11. Hey, it is what it is. Okay. Rock on, Raider Nation. Adios. Great way to lead us into a Thursday night game, brother. And it just got better from there. I can imagine you screaming in your house because <laughs> there was a roar across the world, I'll tell you. Thanks for the call and the optimism. And our next caller is Raider CEO Pride. I met him in Tennessee when the Titans beat our ass. It was a few years back. Great guy. Does a lot of good things. Uh, what's up, my man? This is Raider CEO Pride calling from Nashville, Tennessee. It's been a while. Real quick, real sweet. Just letting you know we're winning this game. We're going to beat the shit out of Kansas City. 
Fuck the queefs. Stand up, Raider Nation. Let's go. Representing right there in Tennessee, you know how it is. <laughs> and we're going to beat the queefs? Man, I'm telling you, the entire uh, Midwest was on fire because they didn't have to listen to any horse shit the next day. Thanks for the call, man. Our next caller is Spooky Raider out of Kentucky. And, well, listen to him, and it pretty much sums up everyone in the Radar Nation. What's up, Raider Greg? I'm sitting there watching this ball game. Raider just pulled it out. Finally, finally, just one, baby, just one. We want more. I want more. I'm loving this fucking field. I forgot what it felt like to win a motherfucking game. And in that kind of fashion over the teeth, oh, my God, I'm going fucking nuts. This is Spooky Raider of Kentucky. I don't even know what the hell. I ain't got nothing prepared to say. I just want to give a shout-out to all my Raider brothers and my Raider family. Let's go, Raiders! I don't need to say anything more than that, bro. That was classic. Our next caller, Raider Mystic, out of the great Northwest. Great Raider fan, great club he is just letting it go like we all do. What's up, man? country, all the Raider fans in Oakland, everybody is feeling the same way. So, so needed. Thanks for winning our Super Bowl, baby! Woo! Raiders! It does feel like the Super Bowl. And I don't give a shit what anybody else says either, man. It's our Super Bowl. You know, we can be happy about what we got. Because it looks like a lot better than what most people have to look forward to, bro. Great one. And our next caller is Jim Board from Indiana. I love this call. It is epic. And (laughs) embrace the suck. That Raider Nation was the Raider victory bong. Uh, I like to call it the mad stork. And right about now, it's being passed around to my buddies, uh, a virtual sea of hands, if you will. We break out the mad stork in lieu of the holy roller for special occasions, as today was. Uh, We had a victory on national television that kept us from a a winless season. Let this win be the dawn of a new era for the rest of the season. Let us now go forward and put together wins over the Rams, the 49ers, the Chiefs. Uh, uh, <coughs> wait a minute. I, I think I was hitting the basketball a bit too much here. <clears throat> we, Raider Nation, need to keep our eyes on the prize, and that's that number one draft pick. So we can trade it for a bunch of other picks, and maybe even trade it for our Colts, <laughs> like that's never been done before. So uh, attention, Raider Nation. Uh, as bad as we are, I gotta say, gentlemen, gentlemen, 
quite frankly, we need to embrace the suck. <laughs> and ladies, you too. All we need now is to lose every single game that we have remaining this year. Yeah, just one, baby. That should be our motto. Meanwhile, Ritter Nation, let us bask in the glory of the victory that was today. And you know what I'm thinking? This game was on national TV. I'm a Thursday night at that. So I think I'm going to wear my Ritter jersey to work tomorrow for casual Friday. <laughs> yeah. Remember, just one, baby. This was Jim Board from Gary, Indiana, Ritter Nation, and I'm out. That might be a new catchphrase, brother. You might have come up with a big one for the rest of the season. Embrace the suck. I'm stealing it. I like it. And so you will hear it again. <laughs> Great call. And okay, I'm better now. And our next caller, my good brother, Pennsylvania, Rada. What's going on, bro? What's up, Nation? It's Pennsylvania Raider. Just uh, got done watching the game, thought I'd call. Uh, I was going to call either way, and to be honest, uh, about 45 minutes ago, uh, I thought I'd uh, be making a totally different call than this. Uh, they really showed up, man, at, in, uh, at the end of the fourth uh, quarter. Um, I tell you, I think we found our uh, starting running back, uh, Murray, just a beast went out with a concussion helmet to helmet hit which was not flagged by the way but you know whatever and um you know the Raiders played a great game Chiefs came back on that uh touchdown by uh Charles big hold on that play on Mac not called but again whatever um man just a, a great great game you know we needed that win you know, just to get off our back. Uh, you know, we got to win under our belt. We know what it feels like. We're not going 0-16. We're not the 0-8 Lions. You know, thank God. Uh, yeah, man, just, just riding on cloud nine right now. It's almost midnight here on the East Coast. I got to be up at 5 a.m. Fuck it. I don't even care. I'm going to go home, maybe uh, catch the highlights on Sports Center. Who knows? Maybe I'll stay up all night. Have a had a little uh, Oakland Raiders celebration here on the East Coast all by myself, just me, myself, and I. Uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, man, that's it, Nation. We won. This is Pennsylvania Raider. Yeah, celebrate all night long. I could see it happening for sure. Yes, the Raiders played a 17-play. Now, I didn't even say this earlier in the show. 17-play drive. Seven-plus minutes off the clock. When's the last time you saw... The Oakland Raiders do a 17-play drive. When? I mean, <laughs> it's been a long-ass time since I can remember Gannon doing it. And Derek Carr said, he was quoted after the game last night, and saying that all those late-scoring plays and drives that they had had that were quote-unquote meaningless, they didn't affect the outcome of, of eventual games, he said they used that to their advantage last night, looking at the clock, looking at the game situation, and pretending almost as if it didn't mean a thing, although it meant everything in him getting that win. This really was a, a composed effort late in the game by a Raider team. Now, minus the uh, Justin Tuck timeout, saving C.O. Moore and Khalil Mack. Throw that out the window. Look at everything else, specifically offensively. And this was a really composed football game and football effort. 
Yeah, I'm not going to equate it to the five they scored late in games they were behind because the defense plays differently. They're playing the clock. The Chiefs right. needed to get a stop. That drive was, I mean, we haven't seen a drive. In fact, I'd like to go back and see when the Raiders have had a 17-play drive. I remember when, when John Gruden first got here with Bill Callahan, there was an 18-play drive. And I, was, I just had never heard of possessing the ball. That's so West Coast offense. And Al didn't quite like it because he wanted to score quicker. Uh, but I remember one time we had an 18-play drive. So, I mean, a 17-play drive. I've heard of the 17-mile drive in Carmel, Brody, but a 17-play <laughs> drive? Because the theory being, you're going to make a mistake. You're going right. to you're you're hold, and it's going to be first and 20. You're going to drop a third down. It's, you're just not going to be able to possess the football for 17 plays. It's and not they efficient. Had, well, I mean, it's just hard. Yeah. But the good teams, the Denver's, uh, New England and Tom Brady, Andrew Luck, they can work it down the field and take the four and five all the way down the field and not screw up where most teams are going to throw a bad ball. They're going to do something. And Derek had to make a lot of big throws before the touchdown pass to James Jones. He had to hit Michael Rivera on a third down. They had to convert a couple of, I think they converted two fourth downs on that drive, right? Yeah. And the sneak, on, the big call was Sperano, uh, fourth and one, with 5.05 to go to go for it when I thought the proper play was to punt it down there. I don't think he had a lot of confidence in the defense, though. Uh, and just going to Marcel Reese on that drive and shifting gears, trying to grind it out. I mean, when they got the ball, there was about nine minutes to play in the game. It was a 17-play, 80-yard drive that took 7.21 off the clock. Now, in retrospect, you wanted to take a little more off the clock and not give Kansas City any time. But still, that, that is an incredibly impressive drive in the fourth quarter to go from down three to up four. You don't see that very often. It was amazing to see a good football team in silver and black. Thanks for the call, man. And our next caller is one of our fabulous females. It would be Kelly in the South. She's missing the Raiders. Wait, she didn't. She is Raider Nation, and I called out the girls, and here she comes. Hey, this is Callie in the South, Raider. I just want to say I am so freaking happy that finally we won a game. I knew we could do it. Um, one in ten, baby. Um, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I love my boys. Um, yeah. When you sit out here in Louisiana and you see a lot of people just have a lot of respect for the Saints, we've loved, we have the best fan nation ever. We're never going to put bags over our heads. We're never going to do, um, we're never going to yell out any stupid crap against our team. And I just, I, I just want to say how proud I am of the Raiders tonight. I mean, love Derek. Not only is he fucking gorgeous, but he plays ball quite well. Kelly in the South, Raider, mm. out. Uh, yeah, there'll be no bags over the head at the Coliseum. Uh, the only thing the bag will do is hide the guy with a fist coming in your face because it's not going to be tolerated I, I don't know who would try it, but I certainly wouldn't because it wouldn't go over very well. Kind of like a turd in the punch bowl. And you like Carr, huh? 
Yeah, at the end of that phone call, there was kind of a, kind of a, mm, just saying. <laughs> just kidding, girlfriend. Thanks for the call. And from the frozen tundra of Conrad, Montana, my good brother, Raider Jakes, in the house. What's up, man? Raider Nation, Raider Rack, Raider Randy. This is Raider Jakes calling in from cool Montana. But goddamn it, I'm warm. Woo! We won our first game. We beat the Kansas City Chiefs in our own house. Man, I'll tell you one thing. I think they made pretty decent special teams, probably as good as they could have. Um, but you know what, by the way, Greg, I figured out a way to get the podcast every week. There is a way to do it. So, man, I am just so happy. And you know what, I'd just like to thank, first of all, I'd like to thank all the great Raider fans, Raider nations that attend the games every Sunday. It's just so good, man. I'll tell you what, I'm happy. I am so very happy we finally... Got a W. It's not gonna save our season, but it's it's gonna give us some some real nice warm feeling. I'll tell you one thing, Raider Randy, Raider Red. If you guys would be at my place tonight, I threw on the best steaks on the grill I got and throw out my best scotch. The sky's the limit. You're welcome, man. Hey, and I also got to thank the Raider Nation podcast. You guys are doing an excellent job. I'll go so somebody else can call in with more perspective on the game than I have. Okay, Raider Randy, Raider Greg, go Raiders, I'm out. Your perspective just fine, brother. You're a happy Raider fan. You are Raider Nation no matter where. And Conrad Montana, you're rocking the house there, bro. I'll take a stake. Rare. <laughs> and some scotch. Thank you, brother. And our next caller is Obi-Wan Raider. What's up, Raider Nation? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, we won. We are not 0-16. We are not going down the history with a punk-ass lion. We... Fucking one. The offense actually stepped the fuck up. Oh my god. The defense though. Fucking awesome. I was saying for the longest time they put fucking Latavius Murray in there. And then they put in fucking uh, Marcel Reese, bigger back. Jones Drew is gone. Running Darren McFadden is gone. They don't have the power for it. The fucking offensive line. Khalif Boys didn't have a fucking penalty. Khalif Barnes didn't have a penalty. Khalif Foster Barnes did not have a fucking penalty. Oh, my God. The rookie gets his first fucking win. Defense plays the balls out. Obi-Wan Raider, Magnolia, Texas. Uh, Congratulations, nation. Congratulations, nation. Woo! Well, I couldn't have said it better myself, brother. Excellent job. What a way to have a win, and especially who we beat on the night. Thanks for the call, man. And next is Nacho Rada, and he's calling out of Western Indiana, I believe. What is going on, my brother? 
What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? This is Nacho Raider out in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I just want to say that I'm proud to see the Raider Nation win this game on Thursday night. We need more primetime games. I am hearing the rumors of Jim Harbaugh coming to the Raiders. I'm stoked about it. I think if uh, Jim Harbaugh comes out here, I think it's a good thing. I think that um, from what I've heard from Ian Rappaport, uh, his wife wants to stay in the Bay Area. I think that, like I said, I think it's a good thing. And um, it'll bring players out here, you know, maybe um, Marshawn Lynch, maybe, DeMarco Murray. Uh, both free agents next year come out to play for the Raiders. And then we also can work, uh, maybe draft some more offensive linemen to help the run game and uh, help dominate our offense, which we need. We have a quarterback, uh, maybe get a wide receiver. You know, Des Bryant's on the market. I'm not saying let's draft the whole cowboy. Let's saying draft. Uh, let's. Uh, I'm not saying let's recruit the whole um, Dallas Cowboys offense. But uh, if they're on the market, we'll have the money. Let's get them. Um, they're both good players. They're both going to be there. Um, I think it's a good chance for us to beef up on our offense. Um, also. Uh, um, the defense, we can work on our little uh, defensive pass rush a little bit. Um, but I'll, I want to just come in here and just say I'm glad we got a win for the first time. Uh, um, we might not have Charles Wilson for much longer. Um, he deserves at least one game before he retires. And uh, much respect to him and the uh, whole Raider Nation. I love you guys. Love the podcast. And uh, it was my first time calling. Um, been a long time listener and uh, just so stoked that we actually got our first win. Eh? Uh, go Raider Nation. Peace. Silver and black. Well, I've heard the Harbaugh stuff too, but I doubt it very seriously. Anybody who would say that, I don't know. Who are you going to replace them with? That's all I got to say in one sentence. Who are you going to replace him with? Uh, that's a tough order, man. I don't think Harbaugh is going anywhere unless he decides to go somewhere. And I don't know about the Raiders. It, stranger things have happened. But I don't know if San Francisco is going to let him go. Uh, I'm looking forward to the draft. Free agents we have done poorly. I'm looking forward to better free agent picks. We shall see. Thanks for the call, man. And our next caller is Raider Ron Dez. Out of Las Vegas. What's going on, man? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, and Raider Nation? This is Raider Rondez calling out of Vegas. Uh, I haven't called in a while because there hasn't been too much to talk about. Y'all have seen the season. Let's talk about last night's game, though. The rain. The rain. The drought is over. It rained, and we got to win. I feel like it's a little symbolic, but anyway, Latavius Murray, he has to be the starter. Everyone knows that, except for Greg Olson. Hopefully he does, but I'm assuming he will be from here on out. Our defense is, ooh, I'm I'm, I'm so excited for our defense. I have been all season, but to see him actually win and stop the Chiefs, who are 
a semi-decent offense. I mean, they score points, you know. So we stopped them. They look like shit first half. We stopped them. And I, I, I'm pleased about that. Khalil Moore, he's beast, man. Him and Khalil Mack, if we bring another linebacker in here, get another big-time free agent, another draft pick maybe, who knows, we could have the best front seven in the game. That's how I see it at least. Because we're getting to the quarterback. We're causing pressure, making that pocket uncomfortable for Alex Smith. And almost every quarterback we played this season. So from a football standpoint, I feel like we need to keep on adding to that. The game is one in the trenches. Offensive line played great last night too. They predict their car so well. I don't even think we oh yeah, he got sacked one time, but that's about it. Other than that, gotta be happy with this win Raider Nation. Enjoy it. Marcel Reese is captain. He was nice yesterday. Getting everybody amped up at the end. I know y'all saw it. Woo! I'm so happy. I still can't believe it. Oh well. Gotta win another game. We are still one and ten. Sad to say it, but damn it feels good to win. Alright, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. I'm out. Peace. I agree with those additions to the defense and hey man. Matt Stafford's been sacked 30 times this year. 30 times. That's crazy. Carr has got an opportunity to grow and learn with this team, with this offensive line. I'm loving it. We have a lot to look forward to, except the coaching thing. It's a tough place to be. Thanks for the call, man. I love it. And next we have Raider Carter out of D.C. What's going on, brother? Yo, Raider Nation, this is Raider Carter calling in from D.C. I called in a couple of days ago. You know, I heard Raider Greg was all down. Nobody was calling in. We were all in 10 at the time. He and I called in trying to, you know, make some uh, everybody a little happy. But I tell you what, man, I watched It's now Friday morning. I watched that Thursday night game last night. If that game does not get you fired up and happy, you are not a Raider fan. Fuck the fucking Chiefs. That game was fucking unreal. Uh, Murray, he is a motherfucking stud running back. McFadden, you were gone. We finally might have a running back. Carr, you talk about that last drive. Fuck yeah, man. That kid's finally starting to come around. And when we when Murray ran that first touchdown in on those dumbasses, you saw the look on all those Chiefs players. They knew damn well what was coming tonight. They about to get their asses handed to them. Fuck yeah, man. What the fuck I'm talking about? I don't care if we don't win another game the rest of the year. That game was all I needed to see to make me amped up for the whole season because I fucking hate the fucking Chiefs. hate the Broncos and the Chargers, too, but fuck the Chiefs. Fuck any of them. We kicked their ass last night. Fuck yeah, Raider Nation. You know, there might have been a couple moments, you know, Moore was kind of kind of behind the line of scrimmage, a little happy, but whatever. We fucking won that game. Mac, he is coming around all over them last night. What a fucking game. I'm amped up. Everyone better be amped up. Fuck yeah. Raider Nation, baby. Peace. I'm loving that phone call. <laughs> That's very, very cool. I'm loving it. Fuck the Chiefs. That's full show, brother. And we did, right there in the rain. And next, the Baron of Bakersfield, my very good brother, always positive, solid Raider Nation. You know him, Raider Jaime. What's up, man? 
Raider, Raider, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, what's going on, everybody? I just want to call and say um, congratulations to the guys. Good heads up by Justin Tuck, calling that timeout. Just to make sure that fucking Seal Moore was uh, back on the other side of the scrimmage. But um, that was a good heads up, man. But like like us, like I said before, man, we've got a lot of young cats on there, man, that that still need need to understand this game, man. And being in the right position is so important to, you know, to getting off the field on third down and fourth down, man. But, man, it was, it was a great effort, man. Fucking Latavius Murray, man. Fuck, my hat's off to the cat. He did a good job, man. It's too bad he, you know, wasn't able to finish the game. And to see you with, man, good job. Let's just try to, you know, win a couple more this year. I, I know we still got an uphill battle, but, hey, man, we'll keep playing the way we played. Everything will be all right, and we just got to eliminate the turnovers, man, and the mistakes. I know we're young, and the veterans, the guys, they got to do a lot better, man, of fucking making sure these these young pups fucking are on check, man, because it's crucial, man, moments like that. But anyways, man, good job all the way around. Proud of you guys. I knew you, were, you guys weren't going to go 0-16. And I didn't want to see that. Being a fan for 44 years, brother, it, it, it just would have really hurt. It's been a depressing fucking year for me. I have not been myself this whole year. And I want to apologize to my family. But, hey, man, we, we beat silver and black, brother. It's just the way it is. But I'm just glad to get this one game in the win column, man. It's a fucking sign of relief. Could breathe a little better, and hopefully we'll win a couple of more, man, before the season's over and and fucking win on a winning note, you know, finish on a winning note. But anyways, man, you got to stay true, stay positive, man. Great, great job, great, 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 Randy, of putting this show together for us, man, because you're a lifeline, brother. I really mean it. I'm out. Yeah, I think the veterans are starting to get through to the youngsters. I think that's what it took. I think that's why we're here. We'll see what happens next week. As long as we play hard, as long as we try to win, I'm all over that. If we fall back to some blowout, you know, I don't want to see it. I want to see these guys fighting until the very last minute of the last game. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller, Raida Sid. The Desert Raida. What's up, Sid? Raider Nation. Raider Randy, Raider Greg, this is Raider Sid, the Desert Raider, the day after our first win, how sweet that was. Thank God I watched the game. I watch them no matter what, it doesn't matter. But uh, all I got to say is that's how you finish a ball game. And you know what, I don't give a fuck what other people say. Oh, you got lucky on this and that. You know what? If Khalil Mack would have recovered that fumble, they wouldn't have scored a fucking touchdown. How about that? Okay? You know, there's a bunch of shit that goes on in a fucking football game. And you got this one commentator, oh, I don't think Carr got a first down on that on that quarterback. Said, you know what? Fuck you, motherfucker. He got that fucking first down. If they didn't think he got it, they would have fucking challenged it. They weren't going to waste the fucking time out because they knew he fucking got it. So fuck you, analyst, whoever the fuck you were. But, uh, you know, we pretty much played the way we do. We kind of cut down on the mistakes, you know, a couple glaring ones. Uh, Denarius Moore getting hit in the face on a punt. Come on, man. Just catch the fucking ball. I know it's raining, but 
You can't fucking choke like that. Dude, this is your contract year. You know, I want you to come back. I want you to kick ass. You're going to have to kick ass the next few games in order to be even considered because you're not going to get that fucking contract from the Raiders if you don't fucking show up and start scoring some fucking touchdowns as a fucking wide receiver. Okay? And the whole celebrating after the sack, I don't mind that, but you know what? you got to know where you're at in the game. Thank God we had fucking Tuck and our coach sitting there calling timeout because they, they know what the fuck's going on. You know, we got away with some 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 stuff. You know, Carr could have been intercepted down there towards the end. But you know what? He couldn't make the fucking catch, so it's not an interception. Fuck you. We went in there and fucking scored. I actually didn't think we were going to score that early. I didn't leave him that much time, but you know what? I'll take the touchdown. And I'll have to say hats off to the defense for kicking ass and hats off to the offensive line when Latavius Murray was in there. I've been saying this for the last couple months. Put the kid in. Every time he touches the ball, something happens. And I know they want to put in MJD because they're paying him all this money. I don't give a fuck how much you're paying him. Don't put him in the motherfucking game unless you're going to have minutes of blocking or you're going to throw to him out of the backfield because that's all he can fucking do. He can't run. You know, I feel sorry for the guy. He's done. He's fucking done. So, uh, what are you trying to three-year contract? Fuck it. Cut him. Cut his ass. Dead money. I don't give a fuck. Get rid of him. All right? We, uh, I think Darren McFadden would be a great backup for Latavius, and uh, he can give him a little rest here and there. And then that's the way it is. That's the way his career's done. That's the way he's going right now. So, you know, take it or leave it. But fucking, fucking great win, Raiders. And to all you motherfuckers that say that, that Kansas City choked, fuck you. They just got their ass kicked. Did you watch the fucking game? Those teams were pounding each other. So fuck you, all right? All right, this is Raider Sid. Raider Nation, hang in there. I hope we win out the next fucking five games. If we don't, let's get that high draft pick. But I still want us to fucking compete, all right? I would love to fucking kick Denver's ass in the in the fucking season closeout. Maybe knock those fuckers out of the playoffs, all right? Okay, man, Raider Nation, hang tough. It's going to get better. This is Raider Sid, the Desert Raider. I am the fuck out of here. You see, Raider Sid brings up a great point here. Would that not be sweet to knock Denver out of the playoffs on the last game of the regular season? Would that not be epic? And let's see, a score of maybe 54 to 14, perhaps. That wouldn't be bad either. But a victory would be so sweet. I want the boys to compete, too. I know we'll get a draft pick, but uh, to embrace the suck, I can't do it, bro. I just can't do it. Next, we have Raider Sal calling from sunny and beautiful, and I can tell you this, San Diego. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Raider Randy, Raider Greg? It's uh, Raider Sal calling from uh, sunny San Diego. I'm, this is my first time calling. I just I've been listening to you guys for quite a bit now, and it's it's really good stuff, man. Keep, keep it going. I know the Raiders aren't doing too hot right now, but trust me, you guys are you guys are pretty loved. Um, just wanted to give my my take. Uh, we just coming out of the win. We just beat the crap out of the Kansas City 
Queef. Um, man, we needed this win. It was just, I mean, I just, everybody was pretty much over losing there. Everybody, the whole Raider nation was just, this was pretty much what we needed to get this damn monkey off our damn backs. Octavius Murray, man, that guy's a beast. I much respect for him. He too bad he had to leave early, but man, that that guy did a good. He did a really good job. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out, man. Derek Carr, he's he's our future. He's our franchise quarterback. I love the kid. I think I've been watching him since he was playing with Fresno. Real humble kid. I think he's gonna be a a big superstar. He's gonna be taking us to a couple Super Bowls in the near future. You can mark my words. Um, I just, yeah, pretty much. That's. I'm just stoked. I'm glad the Raiders won. I'm glad we finally, you know, getting things in the right direction. I still want to see Reggie McKinney's dumbass leave. I'm getting tired of all these people posting things on uh, Facebook and there are other places where they're saying that he might be a good um, general manager just because he drafted a couple of good guys. But, you know, I'm tired of his big fat ass. I want that guy out. I think Mark Davis is just pretty much grab some grab some pants and fucking do something good with this team already, man, because we're getting tired of, you know, losing and all, but you know what? Enough of that. I just want to say Raider Nation till I die. Um, pretty much, you guys are loved down here in San Diego. Keep it up. Keep it, you know, keep it going, and uh, much love to you guys. Hopefully, uh, I call back next week with another win. We beat the crap out of those Rams, and, you know, let's look forward to next season, you know, we'll see, see what's up, but uh, Raider Nation, peace out. Well, thank you for the props, first of all, brother. And, you know, Reggie might be here for another year, not because I want him to, because Mark's not going to spend money like that. I truly believe Reggie will be around for at least one more year. Uh, Who knows? But that's what I'm thinking. And then we'll get a new coach. Uh, It's very, very hazy out there in Raider Nation right now. Not clear at all. That's why I think sucks about being a fan right now is you just don't know what to expect in so many different areas. Whatever. I'm enjoying the victory. I don't care about anything else. Let's just keep winning. I don't care about the draft. I'd love to see our boys keep putting up the W's. Thanks for the call, brother. And last but not least, Raider Bray from L.A. Hallelujah, baby. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, for the Raiders finally won a fucking game. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. This is Raider Bray from L.A. And, wow, they finally won again. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, it was awesome. In the rain, you got to love it. So, just saying, hallelujah. The Raiders finally won a fucking game. The monkey's off our back. The drought is over in California. First down here in L.A., it's still a drought. But, hey, <laughs> we'll take what we can get. So, Raider Nation, there's a light. The light is turned back on. Yay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. For the Raiders have finally won a fucking game. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm out. 
I love that feeling. It's been so freaking long. I know you guys feel the same way since we felt this way. But we got another win coming. I know we got better seasons in the future. I know that too. And I know one thing for sure. Nobody, and I mean nobody, represents like the Raider Nation through these dark times. Baby, there ain't no fans like it in any sport. Randy and I would like to wish everyone a very happy and joyous Thanksgiving. Please remember to give, give thanks, and give thanks to others that don't have so much. Um, Don't drink and drive. Be good human beings. And know this, the Raiders will improve. They will get better someday. We will find ourselves in the sun, and then mainstream media will be kissing our ass. God bless the Raider Nation. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.